You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. SheFit, we're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with MyBookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley, too. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code ZABE. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement watching Paul Woodley, too, at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's been looking pretty strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem, child, to win this rematch. He's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit by up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE. Head to MyBookie today. Place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, Bill Belichick authors a ground-and-pound masterpiece in a snow globe game. But don't ask the Bills coaches about it. They're still chapped. Cincinnati is in the football final four. I know a guy who played for the Bearcats. Do they have a puncher's chance against the Nictator and the Tide? Hatch will make his best case for it. All that plus spiced rum, some kind of miracle anti-aging drink. Your 35-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, December 8, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Wow, what a game plan and execution by Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. It was a run-the-ball orgasm for those who say, what's wrong with running? Let's just keep running it. They beat the Bills 14-10 to in an absolute howling snow globe of a game with just three passes from Mac Jones. Two for three. Somebody sent in a top three list to our morning show saying top three passes from Mac Jones. Number three, the incomplete. Number two, the short one. And number one, the other one that was longer. Bing, bang, boom. Fewest passes since 1974 in a game. I think fewest in a win. Although it might just be fewest in the game. I can't exactly remember the stat. But, it you know, we're talking almost since the merger. There was a game somebody had two passes. And it was, I believe, 28 years ago on this date in which the SI ran a cover that said how to revive a boring NFL 
Let me get the exact cover for you. This was uh, a very famous cover. The NFL had gone through a real string of uh, boring games. Uh, Darren Ravel did tweet this out. There it is. Can the, uh, 28 years ago today published, Can the NFL Be Saved? 10 Ways to Revive a Boring League. You can look the article up. It was from 1990. Wait, 28 years ago minus 21. It says 92. It's something like that. Or 93, I think it was, actually. Running the ball is pretty boring. Winning is not boring. Losing to the New England Patriots, if you're Sean McDermott, oh, that's, that's annoying is what it is. The Bills dropped to 7-5 and five on the year, but it's McDermott who comes from a defensive background who didn't necessarily have his best night and gave up 222 yards rushing when it was pretty clear they just weren't going to throw the ball. McDermott's now 2-7 and seven all-time against Belichick, and his only two wins came last year when the Patriots finished below 500 in what was pretty much a punted year due to all the opt-outs and not having the quarterback they wanted. They did have Cam Newton there. Here was McDermott afterwards kind of being defensive about, well, coaching against Bill Belichick and people giving Belichick all this credit. Yeah, it's not let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. It was, um, whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position at the 40-yard line and he starts with the 23-yard line, and I'm rounding up in both cases, and we were 1 for 4 in the red zone and they were 0 for 1 in the red zone, you give me that ahead of time, I'm saying I like my chances. I like my chances. So it's not, I don't think, with all due respect, it's not a Bill Belichick type thing. It's what are you doing with the opportunities you got? What are you doing with the opportunities you got? We turn the ball over at the plus 30-some yard line. Sloppy football. Sloppy football. So um, I'm very comfortable in that situation. Yeah. Well, a little bit of griping there. The winners write the history books, and uh, your team did not get it done. Despite the field position advantage, Trips inside the red zone. How many points are those worth, Coach? Oh, right. So the question of whether Belichick is the greatest coach of all time I think is a little bit misguided. He's, in my mind, the modern Lombardi in that he is as good and as dominant and also innovative in a way as Lombardi, but in an era in which it's so much harder to win. The salary cap and free agency has drastically changed the game. Here was Mike Francesa saying he only puts Belichick fourth, which, according to Funhouse on Twitter, at back after this, a noted Mike Francesa adjutant, it's, he claims because Belichick never kissed the ring of the great Mike Francesa, when Belichick was a coordinator for the Giants and Bella and uh, Francesca was sniffing Bill Parcells farts on a regular basis here. I mean, listen, uh, Belichick's po- uh, pr- uh, non Brady record is on the 500. And I'm I don't think, I don't think anybody fair. questions that he's a good coach. Now I don't believe that he's the best coach of all time. I never have. And the reason why is Lombardi was nine and one in 10 playoff games. He was dynamic. He lost one. He lost his first playoff game. He never lost another one. The, Belichick is lucky, if not for a couple of crazy breaks, he has a losing record in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, but also a couple of crazy breaks. The other way, he'd had even more more Super Bowls. And listen, he's gotten to a million Super Bowls. His record for consistency is insane. His division record is unbelievable. His win-loss record is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe then you should go by those, not just by does he have as many Super Bowl wins as Lombardi. But in the Super Bowl itself, they have never been a dominant team. And they have, they have stolen. Well, they, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you let me coach the Falcon game from the third quarter on, they don't lose. I, I could put a, 30 million people in the same role. And we all know this Seattle game. Now, throw one in that they lost against the Giants. Give them a break. Let them have one. You still give them two losses in those games, even if you split the two Giant games. Bottom line is they've had a lot of breaks in the Super Bowl, and they've played in a lot of close games. Uh, so they've won a lot of close games. I think he's a great coach. I think he deserves to be a top-five coach. I don't think he's a better. I would historically still put Lombardi and Paul Brown 1-2, and I would put him myself fourth. I would put Tom Landry third and Belichick fourth. And I, I st- Because, first of all, here's how I, I deem it. Number one, Lombardi's the greatest coach of all time. And his record indicates it. Number two, Paul Brown's the most innovative coach in history. Even Belichick would admit to that. Everything that is, that is in modern football was developed by Paul Brown. Every single part of it. Aaron Egan, who I trusted and uh, for football, told me that by far Paul Brown was the smartest football man he ever encountered in his life. Okay, He said he learned more football from Paul Brown than he learned from anybody in his entire life. And he was coached also by Woody Hayes, uh, among other people. And he said Paul Brown was absolutely the smartest coach he ever met. Um, And I had other guys tell me that, many guys tell me that about Paul Brown. Yeah, look, everything is going to be derivative as the years go on. Coaches will take things from those who innovate and then add to them. So I'm not sure just the whole, well, he invaded stuff. To me, Belichick has been an innovator in certain ways in that he does things that other coaches wouldn't do. Going for it on fourth and short, deep in his own territory, against the Colts on the road to try to take three knees and win instead of punt the ball away. That's something nobody would do. Belichick, as well, did all this in an era in which free agency is a constant challenge, the salary cap is a challenge, the modern player is a challenge, the egos involved. I mean, coaching when you're in Lombardi's era was a cakewalk compared to what you have to navigate now as an NFL coach. Uh, Belichick got certain things, still does get certain things that other coaches don't understand. The whole, what is my obligation to the media? Belichick thinks very little and has no problem mumbling his way through answers. And being a dick about it. And saying we're on to Cincinnati. He gets it. He's like, there's no point in going over this. No point in the negative energy. No point in the brain cycles. We're moving on. So in that regard, I think Belichick's great. And, you know, you talk about the Super Bowls that he lost. Well, look at the ones that they won that were close. They beat the Rams in New Orleans post 9-11. Specifically because Belichick said, hey, we got enough time here to let's Throw some passes, run some plays, try to get in position for a field goal. When the great John Madden said, I wouldn't do that. I'd take a knee and I'd go to overtime. He uh, won a very well-coached and creatively coached close game against Carolina. He won the Seattle game on the end zone interception by Russell Wilson because they had scouted that very play. 
and that they were aware it could be in the in the mix. So I think Belichick is easily the modern Lombardi. He is miles ahead of the next best coach in the NFL. And the fact that now he's sitting at nine and four with a rookie quarterback who still really can't do a lot himself to win games with just good, solid, fundamental football players all around that team, offense and defense, I don't think there's much of an argument. But those are all defensible arguments. I think Landry is a bit of a reach. But don't tell that to Sean McDermott, who says, let's not give too much credit to Bill Belichick for the win. Yesterday was Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, and respectful day. It's obviously long in our history and didn't want to make light of it. I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it. I didn't want to be insensitive, let's put it that way. But I always call certain outcomes in sports Pearl Harbors. If it's a strong team against a strong team and you are shocked at the blitzkrieg that results. This is especially in football. It's a rare thing. It can happen in basketball, but there's so many possessions in basketball. Football is the main one. I call them Pearl Harbors. When you, you, you are totally not expecting it, and you got a strong team that just gets crushed and blitzed by somebody else. I'd say the three biggest ones in the NFL in Super Bowl history, it happened last year. Tampa, Pearl Harbored the Chiefs, 31-9, to and it wasn't even that close. The Seahawks beat the Broncos 43-8 to at the Meadowlands, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 48. That game featured the Broncos snapping the ball over Peyton Manning's head on like the first possession of the game, and it was all downhill from there. And I believe that the Broncos were favored in that game. And then, sad to say it, Super Bowl 18 in Tampa. The Raiders beat my Redskins at the time, 38-9. to Marcus Allen reversing field and going all the way. Jack Squirek intercepting rocket screen. There's a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. Hey, how about that? Talk about something that is peak politician. Do something that will accomplish nothing. Check. Brag about doing that nothing. Check. Watch it do not just nothing, but maybe worse than nothing. Check. By the way, China says we will pay for this as a country. Ooh, I'm so scared. Actually, wait a minute. I am scared of China. Please don't tell them that. (laughs) And then just wash, rinse, repeat. You really did something. Good job, politicians. A diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. So in other words, they're not going to fly there and sit around and and, and sanction and bless the uh, affairs with themselves, but they're going to let our athletes go there and compete. Speaking of doing nothing, NBA players now will not be able to play in Canada if they're not vaccinated because of the restrictions coming and going from the country. Any unvaccinated NBA player with temporary visa status who leaves the country will be unable to re-enter the U.S. according to a memo obtained by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. This includes if you leave the country during the NBA All-Star Weekend. Let's see. I looked this up. Canada has a recorded official 1.8 million cases in a nation of 38 million. That's pretty spread out if you look at the map. Easily three times that many people have been infected, so let's bump it up to 6 million cases. Easy. And 79% of the population has been vaxxed. 
But no, we can't let Bradley Beal or Jonathan Isaac ruin it for the country by letting him in and possibly spreading COVID. Eat syrup, you overly polite, curling-addicted cowards. Good job, Canada. Some quick liners, quick hits, I should say, one-liners. Boy, I love Cooper Cup of the Rams. I think I saw a stat that said he's the first player to ever go 12 games out of the gate with 100 yards receiving and 10 or more catches. Here was Cooper Cup explaining the coverage on one of the plays he scored a touchdown on last week. Hold on a second. Got to get my volume up here. Stand by. Not always that smooth. Touchdown specifically, your defender went and blitzed. What did you see there? How were you able to, to use that to your advantage? Yeah, they just had a little three deep fire zone, brought the nickel off the edge, safety dropped down. Uh, it didn't look like they were doing a replacement fire zone, so I knew at the back away we were going to get three pushing through. That um, had an opportunity to kind of run in there if I could beat my guy and just had to beat the safety to the end zone. <laughs> That's funny. That's three parts Ricky Bobby, one part special needs. Wait, I can make that joke, can I? Okay, lighten up, everybody. Uh, actually, let me hear that again. What accent do I hear in there? Is Touchdown there... specifically, your defender went and blitzed. What did you see there? How were you able to, to use that to your advantage? Yeah, they just had a little three deep fire zone, brought the nickel off the edge, safety dropped down. Uh, it didn't look like they were doing a replacement fire zone, so I knew at the back away we were going to get three pushing through. Um, I had an opportunity to kind of run in there if I could beat my guy and just had to beat the safety to the end zone. Uh, fire zone. What is that I'm hearing? If you if you can hear any peculiar or particular accent or dialect, let me know. Quick hitters. Dear Wikipedia, stop asking me for money. Doesn't your site cookies that I'm sure you're using to track me already know I'm not giving you any? Quick hitters. Manningcast, biggest gripe talking over each other. It's because Peyton and Eli don't want to come in to a central studio together. They just want to do this from home because they can because the Mannings, they're the Mannings, and it's like either you get this or you get nothing. What do you want? They don't care. They don't give a fuck. So all the delay going back and forth, it's worse than, well, awkward FaceTime convos. Right, Peter Griffin? Hey, can you guys keep it down for a bit? I got to have a FaceTime conversation with my wife where we talk at the same time and then stop and then start again and then laugh. Hi, Hi honey. Hun. No, no, you, you go. go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. You, you first. first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me say goodbye to Mommy. Mommy. You goodbye, honey. You oh, go. what? <laughs> I was you just going to say... <laughs> <laughs> Everything stinks. <laughs> I'll still take the Manning cast over the regular cast any day. Stat of the day, without the music and the hype, Packers-Bears rivalry, oldest in the NFL. Packers currently have the leg up, 102-95-6. However, they've only met twice in the playoffs. They're 1-1 one one in playoff history, including once in the NFC Championship game, won by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Chicago. Dallas and Washington, by comparison, 73-47-2 in favor of the Blue Stars. But Washington is 2-0 lifetime in the postseason. I would have thought both the Bears and Packers, and I kind of thought in my head the Redskins and Cowboys have played a lot more times. It turns out that there were games at the end of the regular season that felt like playoff games, like the year that the Cowboys knocked out the Redskins on the final week of the regular season. I think vice versa has been done in more recent vintage as well, at least in the last 20 years, the other way around, but still. Sort of amazing that all all those games and all those rivals. I know it's hard because 
you have to be a wild card. One team can only win the division. I get it, but still. And then finally, this can now be told on the quick hitter front. Michelle Beadle said LeBron James wanted her fired. She said he, he wanted somebody more friendly to him and his camp and that they had worked with. That would obviously be Nate, Rachel Nichols, who clearly fawned over LeBron. And apparently Maverick Carter, his agent, never shook hands with Beadle despite her being around all these NBA finals as the host of NBA Countdown. Well, interesting. And I thought Beadle should have been fired for being on ESPN, ripping on the NFL, saying, I don't care about the NFL. I don't watch the NFL. Oh, remember when she was the host briefly of Get Up? Five million a year? So on the one hand, LeBron's a dick. He's a punk. We know that. And a coward. That's wrong. On the other hand, well... What's that line from that song again? (laughs) Wilder versus Fury. Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with MyBookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley, too. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code ZABE. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement watching Paul Woodley, too, at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's been looking pretty strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem, child, to win this rematch. He's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit by up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE. Head to my bookie today. Place your bets. Fill your pockets and watch this grudge match. Get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. All right, let's talk some football with my man Hatch, the Cincinnati Flash. Well, they said it would never happen. The big boys would never even allow a group of five school to crash their party. Uh Uh-oh, Cincinnati just made it, and I had to call my man The Cincinnati Flash, wide receiver for the Bearcats from 88 to 1990, and a Calgary Stampeder for one brief glorious year in 1990. Bryant Hatcher, you must be flying right now. I'm ecstatic. (laughs) Take that! We want Alabama! We want... Wait a a minute. Do Do we really want Alabama? We want Alabama. <laughs> you want all the smoke. We You're want like... the best. We want the best. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. You said to me playing golf this summer, you're like, you know, we got a squad this year. We might make the playoff. And I said to you, right. Well, here we are. You you saw it. I mean, this is huge for the program, is it not? It is. It is tremendously huge. 
and just a little blurb, our quarterback, which they're really not talking about that much, Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. right now rated the third or fourth best prospect, depending on if you look at Kuyper or McShay, okay. was 26-0 and in his career at home. 26-0. and That's pretty damn good. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Six and oh. Twenty six never lost at home in his career. Man, that is amazing. You went to the Notre Dame game this year. That was like the big hurdle game. And you guys won it. Were you nervous in the uh, conference championship game? Yes, I was nervous because Houston had won eleven in a row. Yeah. And their defense was only giving up sixteen points a game. They were (sighs) averaging almost five hundred yards of offense per game. Yes, I was nervous. But again, when it comes to playing to our competition, we do a good job of playing to our competition, <laughs> whether it be good or bad. All right, you're 13 so, and a half point dogs against Bama. Do you got a chance? Do you have a chance, do you think? I, th- I think we do have a okay. chance. I mean, the key is is taking number one out of the game. We have two, we have two great corners, but I think if we double team him and just – just do Belichick style. Take the best offensive player and just take him out of the game. Okay. Just, Number so, one for Alabama is is the wide receiver. The okay. one that's not Mechie. Mechie's the, out. He Mechie's got hurt. Mechie's out with a torn torn ACL. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Williams. Yes, Jamison Williams. Just double team him. Just take him out of the game. Okay. We don't we don't want any big plays coming from him. And then we got to be able to block that monstrous defensive Ooh. end. Number 31. Oh, uh, uh, Will Anderson. Yes, Will Anderson. If we can neutralize him, then we, I think we have a good chance because we have a great running game. In fact, our running back, he's going to be super hyped for this game because he came from Alabama. He's an Alabama transfer. So all oh, those players are his buddies. Very nice. Are you going to go to the game? Yes, I okay. am going to the game. Tickets yeah. already well, I was a season ticket holder, so they I got my ticket for the game. But plane tickets bought, hotel set up, I am on my way. Well, that's great. Well, I, I really appreciate the invite. You uh, hooking me up with a ticket. At, at, oh, you wait, can cut, wait, come on. Wait a minute. I guess I didn't earn that bringing you up to Lambeau Field, paying oh, for hey. your ticket. I'm I'm extending the invitation <laughs> right now. If you want to go, you could go. An I invite. An, an invite doesn't pay the bills. How much are the tickets? Uh, three seventy-five for the section Ooh. that I'm sitting in. Oh man, maybe I can get maybe I can get it on the on the cheap. Maybe I can get it last minute. Maybe I can finagle away. I'm not doing anything on New Year's Eve. Imagine me well, being then, with why don't you, you come? after they upset Alabama. We would have the night of our life. We sure would. <laughs> I thought I had the night of my life when we beat Notre Dame. Well, I was at that game, here and I we thought go. that was the best time of my life. If we beat Alabama, I don't know what I'll do. Well, I mean, now, now you're so far up the mountain, you're getting dizzy, but you're saying, well, we might as well just win the next game and win the whole damn thing. That's right. So this has always been a big question, Hatch, whether a quote-unquote mid-major football program and am I and am I insulting Cincinnati by yes. calling you a mid-major? I am. Yes, because you know why? Here, here's the thing with that. When I played, we were an independent along with Miami, Florida, along with Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, my, 
Florida State. Nobody ever said when I played, oh, the mid-major Cincinnati's playing Miami, Florida. No, it was Cincinnati versus Miami, Florida. We were all on the same level playing field. When I hear this group of five, when did we become a group? (laughs) When did Houston become a group of five? Houston, we used to be in the in the Southwest Conference. They they termed it that just for the conferences that sat below the so-called Big Five. You that, mean the Monopoly Five is what they need yes, to be called. Yes, right. <laughs> the Monopoly Five is a good uh, equivalent term there. I Look, I know there's good programs. I know that Cincinnati's good. We just have never seen this kind of matchup. How will you guys hang? You know, there's a lot riding. There's a lot of programs that will be rooting for you. Because God forbid that Alabama crumples you guys up and tosses you away, then the argument gets made against every future Group of Five program that has a chance. You know, right? Yeah. We are the Butler of the of the Final Four. Well, see, and that's that's a good point. Now, in basketball, hatches, you know, you can be a mid major like Gonzaga. Gonzaga was technically a mid major at one point. Now they're just a major. You know, they're this but monster so? they're program. In the same conference. They haven't I moved know. conferences. I know. Well, they're they're a major in that. They get the best players. They play the biggest opponents. They're in all the preseason tournaments, and they just play in a little dinky-ass conference, but they somehow dominate. It's easier to do that with 12 scholarships, right? Try doing right. it over – how many scholarships are now in Division One? 85. 85? 85. Yep. All right, so um, what's the state of the program? I mean, how big is the Cincinnati football program? Oh, it's big. I mean – I go there, like I said, I have season tickets, and when I go there, the, the campus, the practice facilities don't look anything like when I was there. Okay. We have multiple practice fields. We have a bubble that we can put up. In fact, they're starting to build an indoor practice facility for Damn. Cincinnati. And this, this playoff money will help fund a lot of it. Right. So, so is this I mean, just we're a- getting in-state. This, the key was getting in-state players that fickle has been able to do he has the connections in ohio he's an ohio guy and guys it's an easy sell now to say do you want to go to ohio state and sit for two years three years before you get your chance or would you like to come to cincinnati have a chance to play right away so we're getting we're not getting the talent that ohio state's getting but we're getting some of them yeah is he uh is he gonna stay fickle well he, what I was reading was that the only two jobs that he would have a hard time staying at Cincinnati for was Ohio State and Notre Dame. Well, we know the Notre Dame job is filled with our old defensive coordinator, yep. great guy, mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman. So there's nothing else open that would – I mean, he got offered Michigan State last year, and he didn't take it. Okay. So but- I, he, I, And his son goes there. His son is a freshman. On the football team. Ooh, that does, that could buy you four years. Yeah. That could buy you four years. If you guys hold on to Luke Fickle for four years because his son is there, and, like, what's the prospects for next season? Not that we're, we're there yet. We're, we're for, the depth. We have good depth. Okay. Um, are we going to go undefeated next? No, we're going to have to break in a new quarterback mm-hmm. unless we get one from the transfer portal. I hope Spencer Rattler takes a good look at us. Ooh, imagine I mean, that. We're getting all this. We're getting all this pub now. Now these transfers are going to think coming from Oklahoma, coming from Alabama. They're going to be like, why don't I go to Cincinnati? Why not? Let me take a look at it. Okay. Why? Why would what would preclude? 
Spencer Rattler from coming to Cincinnati. Why would he not? Because someone else, a bigger program, sexier program, would offer him a better chance to start right. I don't. Well, you'd be able to start right away there. He sucks though. Right. Patch. He got benched. Like he, yeah. he may be a turd. Who knows? Anyway, right. pretty right. amazing times. Hey, how'd you like Brian Kelly's sudden new accent when he spoke to the fans at LSU? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking phony, I, huh? He is. And you know what the thing about he did he does that wherever he goes. Yes. He did it to us. We went, he quit on us the night before the sugar bowl. That's right. That's I mean, right. how do you do that? I don't know, man. You as a player, like like when he called the meeting the next day at Notre Dame to say seven AM I'm gonna address the team. If you were a player on that team, would you even go? Yeah, you go just because that's what you're accustomed to doing is being on time and doing what your coach tells you to okay. do. So you show up because it's protocol. So, it's, it's at protocol. least respect for the program. Like this is the deal. We have to be yep. there. Okay, fine. Yep. So I'm sure there was people a little upset because of the way he did it. I mean, his characters. He I met him before when he was at Cincinnati. Great guy. Great salesman. He can get recruits. He's going to get recruits just because of his personality. Right. But the problem is, is when he makes decisions to leave programs, he doesn't do it. Is there really right way? I don't know. But the way he does it is definitely not the right way. If you're going to sit up there and say, oh, you know the quote from Mike Tomlin, you got to back up to if the check's not $250 million and there's no way. I'm, why even say that? That's a good point. Good point. Just say, hey, I'm not looking at anything right now. Right now, I'm at Notre Dame. I think they, and that's where I am. It's like they want to keep the uh, the mythology. They want to pretend. It's like, a, it's like a girl on her wedding day. She wants to pretend she's a virgin and wear white. She, these coaches want to pretend <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'd never leave. We all know they're for sale. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys Wolf this week, buddy boy. Uh, it's you, against your Washington football team. Are you nervous? I am. They you did not are. Look good. <laughs> they did not look good the other night. Dak Prescott is, I don't know what's going on with him. He's not looking good. I think it's like, just great that there's going to be a little bit of juice for the game because, I mean. Like back in the day when we were growing up, finally. Yeah, finally, a little bit. Uh, Cowboys still 90% favorites, according to all the so-called metrics to win the division. Right. But those are just numbers, right? Dallas has a hard time with quarterbacks that are mobile. Yeah. And Tyler Henneke, for all his wild throws and interceptions, <laughs> he can still oh. – he'll still – he's mobile and he will run. <laughs> he is very, very slippery. Uh, did you like the uh, Patriots running the ball all but three times last night? <laughs> that was the funny thing. <laughs> And how are you as a Bill not stopping the run? And then you get mad at the guy at the press conference afterward that asked you, did they take your heart or whatever he said, and you got mad. Yeah, he didn't like that. That was uh, Mike Hyde. I didn't like that question, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? He's well, like, it's a good, valid question. They ran it down your throat, and you couldn't stop it. <laughs> but he was like, no, we made some good stops. They had one long run, but yeah. Well, 222 rushing yards later when it was pretty clear <laughs> they weren't going to let Mac Jones throw. I don't know. <laughs> right, And you knew he wasn't going to throw, and you still didn't make an adjustment. Like, who's the defensive coordinator? I would have put, put eight people in the box and just put man. I would have had man-to-man, and I would have even moved up my safety. 
<laughs> and said, I dare you to throw. Now you're not going to run because I got eight, nine people up here. You ever play in weather that bad, that windy? No. You ever play golf in weather that bad? Yes, just last week. <laughs> and I regretted it. <laughs> but you went out anyway, huh? Because it was a guy's I, – I was just telling a buddy of mine. I was like, I got so – because I hadn't played golf, right, because our weather hasn't been so good. So I got so excited. It was one of the guys at the club's birthday, and he's like, oh, we're going out to play golf for – his name's Jim Miller. Jim Miller's birth, 60th birthday. Do you want to play? I was like, yes. Not even thinking about the weather. It was 38 degrees oh. that day, windy. Oh. <laughs> and I was begging my group to go. You know me. I was begging my group to go in. I can't I, believe you actually went out. Ladies I, and gentlemen, for those that don't know, Hatch once bailed on a final round on our golf trip to Pinehurst because it was raining too much on the first hole. It cleared up by the second hole. Instead, he had a leisurely Cracker Barrel breakfast with his partner. That's, that's right. <laughs> you also played in Ireland once. I'm sure the weather that trip had to be a little bit dicey at times. No, it wasn't. Really? I mean, the, the guy that took us around, he said, you guys are here. You are lucky because it was sunny, and it was about 65 every day. There was one day that we played golf where I had to go in and buy, like, a knit cap to put on my head. Mm. But the rest of the time, it was about 65 and sunny. Well, it sounds like lucky. sounds like hatch weather to me. Oh, perfect. Did you watch uh, see Tiger uh, hitting some balls down in the Bahamas? I uh, wasn't playing, but he was practicing a little bit. Did you see a swing? No, I did. I saw him. I just saw his press conference where he basically said, "I'm done with golf, except right. for I'll just try to play like every <laughs> couple years, know, couple times major, a year." Yeah, and and the majors. Do you think that means it's truly over, or is he just downplaying people's expectations? I think he's – I think he – both. I think he thinks it's over, but he's still going to try to make an attempt. Okay. Also, I asked this question yesterday on the podcast. I said, did Dan Campbell go too crazy just because the Lions won a, sing, a single game? I wasn't quite sure because I was never in the game, in a locker room. I know how hard it is to win and all that other stuff, but I thought, wouldn't a coach want to downplay it a bit like – we're not going to be happy just winning a game or two. Well, you knew Dan Campbell was going to be different at his first press conference when he said, we're going to bite your ankles, and then we're going to bite your kneecaps, and then we're going to do it again. <laughs> so that should answer that question for you. He is not your typical coach. Yeah. But I bet, I bet a lot of the players are like looking at him going, oh, boy, we got one of these guys. <laughs> right. You know, but you know what they said, though, is that, a lot of the players really like him, and they were like, they will jump on a sword yeah. for him. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, he, shit, he played in the league five, five minutes ago, basically. Right. So. He still looks like he can play. Yeah, but. He was on the Cowboys. Was he really? For a minute. Yeah, he okay. played on the Cowboys. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Mac Jones has filed a trademark for MJ10. Come on, man. Why? Have you yeah. seen his body? <laughs> yes. Well, he's not going to sell underwear, I don't think. But He looks like a middle-aged. <laughs> you know who he looks like? He looks like Ken Stabler when he played. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, a lot of, see, a lot of players actually look like that because weight training and you know doing all this other advanced uh, exercise wasn't even a thing back in the day. 
Diet, none of that. Diet, right. Diet, nutrition, not drinking every night. Those kind of things that are now just like expected of athletes. So what's his excuse? Who, Mac Jones? Yeah. That's a good question. We'll see if that body trims up or maybe he'll be like Brady. You know, he's got a body not unlike Brady when he was at the Combine. Yeah, but Brady still, yeah, but Brady was still, didn't have a gut. Well, Mac Jones has a bit of a gut. He has a gut. I mean, maybe MJ10 is going to be like Big Macs and fries. Maybe he's going that way. (laughs) You can play quarterback, too. Just eat this Big Mac and French fry. (laughs) He's having a good season. He's not like all world, but the Patriots are good. They're fundamentally sound, man. Imagine if it's Belichick versus Brady in the fucking Super Bowl. Can you imagine? You know, the NFL would love that. All media would love that. They would eat that. Up. Yeah, we we would. I I'm ashamed to say it as to say it. We would in the media, uh, absolutely oh, yes. do that. All right, so we're going to Myrtle for the uh, beach for the golf trip in the spring. It's done deal, Hatch. Good. Happy about I'm, I'm that. I'm excited. I'm excited. I was about I was about up to my neck with Pinehurst. Wait, <laughs> gone to Pinehurst way too many times. Well, and wait I'm, a I'm minute. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. The problem. Here's the problem. At Pinehurst, Pine Needles, love the golf course. It's t- it's too hard. Well, Pine Needles. It's fun to play. It's fun to play yeah. to play. But we're playing for a competitive. Yeah. And I don't I don't like where you have a hundred yard shot on number two and you hit a high ball <laughs> and it lands on the front of the green and rolls all the way off the back. <laughs> Welcome to Donald Ross land. Yeah. I, I would say that Mid Pines is Mid Pines is the hardest short course. It's like sixty four hundred yards from the right. tips, but every green, every green, and every surround of the green is so firm, so tight. The chipping is a nightmare. I mean, I putt from everywhere if I can. Yes, yes. So we're going to Myrtle. We're going to Barefoot Landing, and uh, we'll see how it plays. We'll see how many missed tee times are due to the Green Jacket Lounge. <clears throat> oh, yes. There's going to be plenty of Green Jacket Lounge. <laughs> you know, I always I always show. <laughs> I know you do. I can, you, I can be out till 3 in the morning, and I still show. You always post, although yep. sometimes you tap out early if it's raining. But otherwise... Oh, yes, I will do that. <laughs> otherwise, good to go. All right, so uh, you're going down... This is uh, this is the time for Bearcat football right now. That's you're, right. You live in the best life, and if they win, then you've got to find money for the national championship game. Do you have anything left in reserve? I sure do. You do. In fact, here's the way they did it. They made you season ticket holders. They made you pick both games. What? So they said, we won't charge your credit card until they make the national championship game oh, but okay. here's your t- here's your spot if you want it pick it and we'll hold it in reserve okay until we make it and what- so i picked for both games i picked for the round 1 and round 2 already huh and what is the uh, what's the price of the national championship game Oof, that thing's like 675 a ticket damn 
Well, if you if you win, I'll take my free ticket reciprocation for the Packer game on that. All right? <laughs> you'll, you'll go to the – okay. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> All right, Hatch. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Congrats. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, there you go. Talk to you later. We'll end on this. They say genetics plays a huge role in how long you live and whether or not you're able to avoid disease. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of things you can do diet-wise to make sure you avoid disease and getting sick and everything else. But man, genetics, it's a good chunk. If, If it's not all of it, it's 80%. Here's the story of an Arizona woman named Rachel who just celebrated her 106th birthday. 106. What does she credit for her longevity? Well, I've had very good care for my beautiful daughter. I've taken good care of myself, the medicine, and good old Captain Morgan and Coke. I tell you what, if uh, if the captain doesn't seize upon that as a marketing viral opportunity, they are missing the boat. That is a wrap for today. Thank you for downloading and listening, being part of the Zabecast Nation. Rate and review. Tickle the algorithm. Subscribe to Fridays as well. Go to Zabe.com slash premium to do so. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. At SheFit, we know the fitness industry makes a lot of empty promises. We're done with shortcuts and quick fixes. No woman should be let down or held back, especially by her clothing. It's time to experience the only sports bra that's as strong as you are. Available in the widest range of sizes. Easy on and off, with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Wilder versus Fury. Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Electric personalities that produce big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with MyBookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley, too. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code ZABE. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement watching Paul Woodley, too, at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's been looking pretty strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem child to win this rematch. He's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit by up to $1,000 by using promo code ZABE. Head to MyBookie today. Place your bets. Fill your pockets and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.